Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, and bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Aligned Podcast. My name is Jessica Miles, and I am doing a solo episode today. So if you are new here, I am normally sitting with the beautiful Allie Ofstedal, but today we are going to do a solo mission. So welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. If you're new, this is very different. So I hope that you guys will enjoy the ride for me to be here all by myself and express myself and put my heart on my sleeve. So here we go. So you're probably wondering why are we doing solo episodes? Well, just recently we came back from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And when I returned home, I was sitting in meditation. Um, I was actually at an appointment and, um, which gave me time and space to really drop in because I was receiving a service. So during um, this appointment, I received the download that it's really important that Allie and I share a little bit more about our personal experience. I know we've very briefly have talked about it at the beginning of um, this podcast launch. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, you may want to go back to it so you can get um, some of the details on how we started this podcast, um, but they asked that I go a little bit deeper, especially with the time and space that we're in. We have so many others that are kind of hitting these waves of awakening, um, and maybe some of you are new on this journey and don't really have a direction, or hopefully maybe my story will be very similar to what you're going through and will allow you to feel seen and held. And so we are just going to open it up and I'm going to share a little bit more about my personal life, how I got here, um, what brought me down this beautiful rabbit hole of an awakening. And yeah, so I'm just going to kind of take it back a little bit further to when I was a child because that's where they're showing me right now. And I'm allowing myself to be led by spirit. And so what I want to start with that is, um, you know, I wasn't a natural born like psychic or clairvoyant. At least I don't think that I was. I would say that I was very empathic or I had a strong knowing or a strong sense of my surroundings. And so I would kind of just like enter a space and I would trust what my body was telling me. And I was actually very fortunate too, because I had a father that was very, very much, um, 
pro-intuition. Um, I wouldn't say he encouraged psychic because that's not the kind of conversations that we had. However, he would like lay into us about just really trusting our intuition, trust the hairs on the back of your neck and trust your body and listen to those little voices and um, things like that. So he always kind of like planted those seeds for my brother and I when we were young. But even before I got to the age where he really stressed that, I really had a good sense of the energy of a room. I would always attach myself to my mom because I could almost feel or know what people were thinking or going through, and I didn't have the language to describe it. So my family would have called me very sensitive um, and maybe very shy, and I didn't really outgrow that until I think I was in sixth grade when things began to shift, um, and I got a little bit more confidence, and I think I had a little bit more language for the things that I was feeling or experiencing in my life. I was always a very vivid dreamer, and I would reference it to deja vu. (laughs) I would the when I I remember the first time I discovered that that term, I was like, "Oh my god, that's what I experienced!" Because I would have very very vivid dreams. But I'm just trying to think of one of my first memories um, now that I know what being psychic is. I'm just trying to think of a first memory that would have stood out to me that would have been pretty big. So there's a few actually now that I'm thinking about, but I'm just going to fast forward to like um, preteen and adolescent age because I feel like a lot of that up until then was really just my dream space. Like I was, like I said, I was always a very vivid dreamer and I would always feel energy around me. And I didn't know then that it was spirit. I would just get really scared because I didn't ever see spirit with my eyes, right? So I would feel energy around me or that buildup or that like those chills that would come up my back and I would just get really afraid. And so I kind of shut things down quite a bit when I was a kid. But then when I reached like my preteen phase and I would, um, you know, you start reading magazines and they had astrology in the back of the magazines and some of the magazines had numerology. Those things kind of filled the gaps for me. Because I had such a knowing of this mystical information, um, I never had to like have the conversations of, is this real? Like, is psychic phenomenon real? Is numerology real? Is astrology real? Do signs really matter? Um, And for me, it was always this knowing that it all existed. Couldn't explain it. I just truly believed it. And I also had (laughs) these really funny experiences when I was younger because, you know, we were big movie buffs when we were kids. And, you know, over the weekends, we would always gather as a family. We'd go to the video store and we'd grab movies and we would watch, you know, a series of movies together as a family. And I remember one time my family had rented this movie called Fire in the Sky. And it's, um, about a man that gets abducted by aliens. And I remember thinking, and it's a true story, apparently this really happened and it was all over the news and and he's written many books about it. But when I was a child, you know, it was very skeptical. People were just, you know, it's kind of like when the Roswell phase, when that was kind of big and 
people just either like shook their head at it and was like, yeah, right. Okay. Whatever aliens. But I remember watching that movie and thinking, oh, that happens. And I think that may have even happened to me, you know, and just, and I remember being like, well, that's weird. Why would I think that happened to me? But now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, Jess, you were just seeing all these signs like into the many dimensions as a child. I just didn't understand that I was doing that at the time. And then when I got into junior high, I had lost a friend for the first time in my entire life. I had never experienced that before. And um, I had a dream. I had a dream that he had visited me and I can still remember it very clear as day. And I remember thinking to myself, how are you here? Like, what are you doing here? I thought you died. And he took me on this little adventure. And um, I remember waking up and just crying my eyes out and just being so devastated that I couldn't or wouldn't see him again. But also having this inner peace and knowing that where he was, he was still happy and he was still skating and he was enjoying his, um, his life on the other side. And, you know, back when I was a child, there was a lot of, you know, these um, talk shows, you know, Oprah and, <laughs> and Geraldo and Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake and Montel Williams. And I was the kid that would rush home to really watch some of these things. Um, I would put a VHS in the recorder and I would set it to record so that by the time I came home from school, I would have it ready to go. And And so I was kind of exposed to a lot of adult conversations and ideas because some of these talk show hosts would have astrologers and psychics and mediums. And I was just so fascinated by it. And I remember people would be like, that's not real. And I'm like, yes, it is, you know, but again, still just this knowing, just this knowing in my heart that there's something to the unseen. Um, and then when I got into high school, my intuition would heighten, um, you know, I would always hear, stories from my friends. And I would just kind of know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I could be like a little bit of a recluse when I was in high school, but for the most part, I had a good head on my shoulders because I had a brother that was very protective of me and a dad who was very protective of me. But he also had ingrained this very strong sense of really trusting your intuition, just really, really trusting it and always trust what your body's telling you. And if you meet somebody and you get this feeling that tells you it's not safe, trust it. And so I always kind of had that. And so for me, I just always thought I had a very strong sense of my intuition. Again, I didn't think it was psychic. I didn't think I was a medium. I didn't think that I was anything extraordinary other than I'm just trusting my natural human instincts of knowing what was safe and what wasn't. And then when I got into my 20s, I'm trying to think of, you know, I was in a relationship uh, with my very first like serious boyfriend. Like we were together for almost seven years. And from the time I was 17 until, you know, almost, like about six and a half to seven years later. But I had this very strong knowing or this sense right before we broke up that. I was not going to get married and I was not going to have kids and I was not going to be living in this small town that I had grew up in. And it didn't make any sense to me at the time other than this knowing. And so I ended that relationship and I moved from my small town to another smaller town, a couple, like 45 minutes away and, and not a smaller town, but another small town, 45 minutes away. 
And I just look back at that time and I can see the many different times in my life where I was truly guided and I was truly supported. And now that I'm actually thinking about that relationship, I have to do, I have to rewind a little bit because when I was um, 17, my parents um, were going through a divorce and I was with my boyfriend at the time. And my mom was getting ready to leave the state of California and my dad had already left. And so I knew in my heart that I wasn't supposed to leave at the time. And so my uh, boyfriend at the time had spoke to his family and his grandmother had a spare room um, in the same city and she offered me to let her stay with um, the family. And so I moved in with my ex's grandmother and I was so scared because I was this kid and my family had just broken and fallen apart and I felt lost, but I also felt so grateful to have been um, really taken in by this family who I loved very much. And I look back at that time and I'm like, wow, the universe was really showing me the support that I needed. Because when I arrived to his grandmother's home and she brought me into the room that I was then going to be staying in, it was filled with all of these metaphysical books and astrology and just these books I've never seen before. And I was actually very surprised that <laughs> she had had them because I knew she was a Christian and she went to church every you know Sunday. She's a wonderful woman. She was just she was amazing, but. Um, I remember saying like, are these yours? Are these your books? And she said, yeah, those are, those are all my books. And one of my best friends is a psychic medium and she has a radio show. And I remember just being so fascinated. And I look back now and I'm like, wow, the universe was just showing me little glimpses of where I was going to be headed, you know? And again, it's just, those times you like you trust your intuition and then you turn it off and then you turn it back on and then you turn it back off. But I just look back at these little crumbs in my life and I'm like, wow, thank you universe for aligning me um, with the right people, the right places, the right things. And with that, those tidbits of information, because it was a time in my life where things were falling apart and I was very fortunate to have been led where I was at the time. And so I uh, really have a lot of gratitude for that family and for that relationship because it was a re- it was a huge part of my life and um, and molding who I was to become and it's making me emotional just thinking about it because I was so young and just lost and afraid but not and not vulnerable enough to share it. I had to pretend like I was being strong. And I was really fortunate to be surrounded around some really amazing people who mentored me. And actually, now that I'm even thinking about that, one of the women that I became very close with, um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying her name, but her name is Jackie. And she was a mentor to me. And she (laughs) introduced me to my first psychic. When I was, I think I, I want to say I was like 19. I could have been 20 at the time, but she was very much into um, astrology as well and and psychics. And so when I worked with her, you know, she had this very successful salon and and spa. I call it a spa because there was more than just hairstylists there. But she would throw these parties for the staff, and she hired um, a, a 
an astrologer who would come on a regular basis and do readings for us. And so I was always sort of around this. And even though I had this very strong connection to God and I believed in Jesus and and I knew that there was something bigger than what my eyes could see and I believed in angels and but I also believed in this metaphysical, you know, the astrology and just like I said, the mystical. I was I was just I knew, I just knew in my heart that there was more to what we could see with our physical eyes. And so then I moved out of this small hometown, my hometown in the desert. I just, I moved away from it and I kind of forgot about it. You know, I almost kind of shut my feelings down around that whole time and space because I had a lot of trauma there and I was very young and immature and, um, and again, just wanting to find out who I really was. And I, you know, it's funny when you're 20 and you think that you're going to find, figure out who you are. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, Jessica, like you had a long time to before you're going to figure out who you really were. And I'm still working on it, I guess. But I, um, I moved from that small town and, and I moved into um, the Valley and I was there for about a year before I discovered uh, Redondo and Hermosa Beach. And I just, it didn't make sense. I didn't know anybody in town, but again, I just knew, I knew I had to move here. And I remember being like, what am I doing? I don't know anybody here and I'm going to move away from all my friends and my family. And I'm just going to land here. And I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I felt so brave at the time because I had never been that brave before. I was pretty codependent of my friends you know, and, and even the relationships that I was in, I could be pretty codependent, even if I wasn't showing up. Um, I was so immature, you guys. Oh my gosh. Through my relationships in my twenties, but I really liked having people around me, you know, not like, I mean, now I, I, I do appreciate my quiet time and my alone time, but back then I didn't, you know, I, I really kept myself busy. And so even when my intuition was peaking and was trying to get my attention in the, in the many different ways when the universe was really trying to show me where I was headed, I would get very distracted um, because I didn't want to feel my feelings. I didn't want to think about the pain of my parents' divorce. I, I didn't want to think about the pain of me not having a relationship with my father. I didn't want to think about the pain that I was going through that I had hurt this person that I was in a relationship with. I just, I didn't want to think about things. I was very detached from my feelings and again, putting on a very strong face, you know, and, and just kind of moving through life. And I was honestly drinking a lot. And through my twenties, I was traveling with my friends and just keeping myself very busy and until I couldn't anymore <laughs> until the universe was like, okay, we're going to really wake her up. Right. And so it was around my 28th or 29th birthday, which I now know is your Saturn return. And so for those of you that do not know what your Saturn return is, I suggest you look it up because it is a time in your life where the universe will literally wake you up and you no longer are a child and you're truly shifting into your adulthood. And so now that I know these things, I look back and I'm like, man, we give kids this stamp of being an adult when they're 18. And the truth is, is that we really step into who we really are you know, from 28 to 30. And so I had approached my 
Saturn return and things were falling apart. My life was wild and crazy and I was just drinking and going out seven days a week sometimes, five days a week. And what kind of opened that door was I was in a relationship. can't believe I almost skipped over that. I got to reverse that. Hold on a second because this is a good one. But I was in a relationship with a man that was a dirty dog. <laughs> I mean, and you know, what's wild is I I knew it in my body. Like my, my body was telling me the moment I met him that he was no good. And I don't want to say that in a way that was like, cause he's not that he's not a good person or I know that he came into my life to, because there was parts of what he was mirroring back to me that was coming up for me to reflect on and for me to heal. But I didn't know that then. I just, back then I was just like, who is this guy? And I didn't trust him fully. And I had never really been like that with people that I had dated, but I didn't trust him as far as I could throw him. And, and he reminded me a lot about my dad in a way. And so I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But I went against my body and I continued to date this person until I literally caught him cheating. But I knew that he was doing it. I knew in my body I was seeing, I was seeing it. I was knowing it. I was like, it was, the intuition was so strong that I would like wake up with panic attacks, but I didn't have the self-worth and I didn't, I was afraid of, I was like afraid of what people would think if I said, hey, I, I think this guy's cheating on me. Like I, just like a lot of like, see, I was very secretive and um, hiding a lot of things because I was feeling pretty ashamed about it. And even though I didn't, I knew again, again, another relationship, I knew we weren't going to get married. And I knew that he was only going to be in my life for a short time. It was, again, just this knowing. and But I still decided to sustain this environment and this relationship for a couple of years until I finally woke up and the universe said to me, pick up your phone and call. And I remember I was like, huh? All right. You know, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this right now, but the the passcode downloaded into my brain and I somehow just figured out his password for his voicemail and I found all of these messages. And that, now I look back and that was the universe that was my higher self being like, babe, wake up, stop going against your body. Like You're not trusting your intuition here. And so that end, relationship had ended and I realigned with my friend, Mr. Anthony. He was the, one of the first psychics and astrologers that I had met, you know, about 10 years prior. And I reconnected with him and he had said to me, like, Jessica, that you are pivoting into this path that you're not fully aware of yet. But trust me, the sun is going to come out. You're going to feel much better and you're going to meet somebody and you're going to kind of go off on another path. And he gave me some very detailed information about the person that I was going to end up with and and <laughs> what our relationship was going to be like in the beginning and all the things, right? And so 
I was not looking to be in a relationship. I had just gotten out of one. I was just like, no, I'm not doing this right now. But within like four months or maybe five months, I met my husband, now Paul, then my boyfriend, and he was all the things that Mr. Anthony had said he was. And, you know, again, those messages came in. And then I think I turned my intuition off again for a little while because I was living in Hermosa Beach, living that beach life, just drinking and partying and, you know, just, again, not in my body at all. And it got to a point where my health was really starting to fall apart. Internally, I was going through all of this stuff in my body. Like I literally felt like I was dying, to be honest. It, I just, I didn't feel healthy and I knew it was like, okay, I have to stop drinking. I have to stop going out. And so I went through this whole thing where I was like, I'm not drinking, I'm not going out. And so I had about four or five months where I was able to like pull back from it. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. And so that really set me on a, like a two-year journey of being completely sober. And when it got to that point, I started to realize a lot of things about my past that were coming up to be healed that I was avoiding. And I was getting to a point in my life where I was no longer going to avoid. And some of the biggest lessons that came up for me was my relationship with my dad and how that previous relationship was there to show me what I hadn't healed yet. And so what that was, was I came from a home where my dad had an affair broke up my marriage with my, I'm sorry, not my marriage, my, my parents' marriage. And, um, and so I always had this thing my whole life that I would never, I would never end up with somebody who's, who would do that to me. I would never, I would never stay with them. And all the stories, you know, as a child, you just come from a very judgmental space and not from a space of being a mother trying to, you know, trying to raise two children. I was very much the opposite going, I will never let that happen to me. And, and isn't it wild how the universe allowed that exact same energy to come into my life? And I took them back. I, I, I did exactly what I said I wouldn't do. And I remember my mom had come to visit me, you know, after the last time that I had caught him because I had caught him multiple times. But my mom came down and she said, you know, honey, you don't have to stay with him. You're not married and you don't have kids. And in that moment, I realized this is coming up for me to look at my relationship with my father and to, for me to forgive and for me to heal that little girl in me that was so hurt and devastated by what had happened within my mom's marriage and my dad's marriage and within our family dynamic and and how I had been avoiding it for so long, but I was approaching my Saturn return and the universe was like, we're not going to let you avoid it anymore, sweetheart. So when I realized that getting into my next relationship with my now husband, I thought, okay, I got to clean some things up. And so when my daughter was born, my intuition came on like full force, full force. And then when she was – but for me, it was kind of like – again, it's like hindsight, right? So now I look back and I go, oh, man, Jess, 
the universe is really speaking to you very loud, you know? But at the time, it was just, oh, my mother's intuition is really strong right now, you know? And and just like knowing when my daughter was going to wake up, knowing, knowing what she was going to say, like, you know, just this thing of like, oh, I must, I must be very connected to my child. And, and I think that the gift of motherhood really does reconnect you with that, those senses in a way that is really hard to describe. But my daughter started expressing um, her own um, gifts when she, before she could even fully talk. I mean, she was already walking and she would walk to the corners of the room in the house and she would begin speaking to the corners of the room and she would just be saying hi. And I would say, who are you talking to? And she would say, angels. You know, and and that triggered a response in my body of a remembering, a remembering that I used to do the same thing. And she allowed me to see that through her again. Like, and I know that Charlie came into my life at the obviously at the perfect time to help me pivot into my path of what I'm doing now. But I look back then and I'm like, wow, what an incredible gift because I was going through such an awakening at the time. And mind you, my daughter was born in 2009. And so by 2011, going into 2012, I was going through an awakening that I didn't realize was an awakening. It was just a huge shift in my life. I was somebody who ate meat like you would not believe. I ate like crap. And um, I just one day, me and my husband just said, we're going plant-based. And we literally threw everything out in the fridge and we were plant-based for almost three years until I got pregnant again and um, with my son. But like, I look back at that then and I'm like, oh my God, that was again, another sign the universe was giving me this opportunity to clear my field, get healthy, uh, fine tune my instrument. And so many things were happening at that time. So many things I was getting so many visitations in my dream space from loved ones in spirit and prophetic dreams. I'm talking like I would dream something and then within three days it would happen. And I would still call it deja vu. <laughs> I would still reference it as deja vu because that's I, – I, I didn't even consider that maybe it was psychic, you know? It was just like, wow, that was a coincidence. It's wild that that happened, you know? And – friends and loved ones in spirit would visit me and deliver messages. And again, I was like, wow, it's incredible. But again, for me, it wasn't unusual because it was something that I truly believed was possible. And so I didn't turn it off and go, no, 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 that didn't happen. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But again, I did not think that I was psychic and I didn't think it was a medium. I just thought that's pretty cool, you know? And when I look back at the little crumbs that the universe was giving me, even back in 2011, and I'm like, wow, Jessica, you are really, really resistant. I just was not in my consciousness. And I do believe that we all awaken at different times. And I do believe that we awaken in waves. Because I do think that the universe will only give you what you can handle. And I'm so glad that my awakening really took place over the years and it didn't just like fly open because I could see how it could be very disruptive to the system and to the person and 
you know, your surroundings and the people in your life. Because even though I had this very like slow process to get to where I finally surrendered. And then once I surrendered, obviously the doors flew out like wide open. The universe was like, okay, she's ready. Let's do this. And so everything just aligned so beautifully. And that's why I'm here today. But leading up to that point, I look back and I'm like, wow, I really used my free will to take the opposite fork in the road quite a bit um, through my 20s and 30s, you know. And, but I will say this that I feel like our loved ones in spirit and in our ancestry and our guides are really rooting for us and they're really pulling for us and they're really showing up for us along the way. And if you can just notice some of the the magic, you know, because spirit will work through people, places, and things. And they'll get your attention, you know, whether it be through synchronicity, in your dream space, um, signs through animals, signs through symbols and repeating numbers and things like that. Or maybe, you know, you meet with a friend and all of a sudden she starts talking about something you were just thinking about. Like, Spirit's very clever in the way that they will get your attention. And so when you allow yourself to be open to how the magic will arrive, it begins to get louder and it begins to get a little bit more clear. But in order for you to allow that to happen, you have to be in that space of surrender and ready to fully receive it. And so in the beginning, for me, you know, leading up until 2016, I was getting very loud messages in my body, but I wasn't ready to fully surrender. And so when my son was born, I just felt like this, this peace over me. I can't explain it because, you know, the year prior I had decided to quit my job and I had been in the same industry and career for 16 years. And I very much enjoyed the people that I worked with. I had amazing bosses that I worked with over the years, but I knew that I was going to be doing something different, but I was too afraid to leap. I didn't have like the foundational skills or like the, um, the self-worth or I want to say like the gusto, but kind of, I just didn't, I was too scared to take risks. I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of money. I was afraid of, I was so afraid. I was just afraid. So it was very comfortable. I was complacent. And even though I was seeing that I was not going to be in this industry for the rest of my life, like I was like, but why would I, why, why would I leave? This is so cozy. I'm cozy here. You know, it's got a, I got a flexible schedule you know, I don't have like, you know, it was just very predictable. I didn't have any surprises. I knew what was going to happen every single day. And so even when I get those those nudges that were very clear, like these ideas in my head of, you know, you're going to start your own business. And I would get messages from people like, you should start your own business. And I'd be like, huh? Why would I do that? <laughs> and it was just like a foreshadowing of what was going to come into play over the, over the next two years. But one day I was at work and I just said, I 
can't do this anymore. And, you know, there was a, there was like a couple of months that was leading up to that where I knew I was getting pushed out. I knew I was getting pushed out of my career and not by, not by my, my office or anything like that, but just by my energy, I could feel this push of energy that was like, you are leaving this job and you are going to start something that matters and you are going to help people. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And I would tell my husband, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and he would also encourage me too. He's like, I think you're going to be your own boss. And I'm like, no, you're your own boss. I can't be my own boss. I don't know how to run a business. And I remember at the end um, of me leaving my career, it was like the, I think it was like the last year or maybe, maybe eight to 10 months. I'd have to really think about it, but I had shifted from being in the back of the office. And so for those of you that don't know, I worked in the orthodontic, I worked for an orthodontist and I was in the dental industry for 16 years. And so, um, but by the end of my career, I had kind of transitioned to working the front office and kind of learning really about behind the scenes and the money and the this and the that and like all the things, right? And so I think that the universe was kind of showing me like, you are very skilled at doing these things. And so don't sell yourself short and all the things, but it was getting to a point where I was feeling that push. Like it's time for you to leave. Like if you, you have to leave now, you cannot procrastinate anymore. And so I was like two months pregnant or three months pregnant with my son. And I was at work one day and I just was like, I came home and I was just exhausted. And I was like, I just, I can't go to work anymore. I need to quit. And I remember my husband had said to me, well, quit. And I was like, what? (laughs) Because we weren't really like in a financial space of me not working. Like, I mean, we were, we were doing okay, but I mean, I was just like thinking that's going to take a huge loss if I, if if I don't work. Right. But he said, I know that you're going to create your own business. I can see it. He said, so I want you to just trust your intuition and allow yourself this time to figure out what that is. And so right away, right away, I was like, thank you. Because that felt like good. It felt like, man, I think I'm seeing it now. And it was just like, I had to get out of that environment in, in order for me to, and, and what I mean by environment, I had to get out of my com- my um, complacency in order for me to see what the universe was trying to bring me. And I wasn't going to be able to do it if I was going to work and staying very busy. And I, I had to be in a clear mind space in order for me to see the whole vision. And um, and so I remember my old boss, he was like, are you sure you don't want to come back? And I was like, I can't. I'm going to start my own business. And I remember he said to me like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to be creating my own business. I know I am. I can feel it. I just, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm, I can't because if I come back to the office, I won't leave and I'm going to miss this like opportunity, whatever this is. Right. And so, and mind you, I'm, I'm pregnant. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, really, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to have a baby soon. I have two kids. Like how am I going to start my own business? But I'm like, nope, I know I'm supposed to. So I started buying all these books and doing all this reading. I had really never picked up a book and I don't know how long I'm going to be really honest. I was like, did not want to read a book. Sis did not want to read a book, but I started like buying books and I was just getting inspired and I was just feeling really good and I was just just happy and 
And then all these ideas started coming in and I was like, wow. And I was starting to see what was coming, but they, what I was also hearing was be patient. You have this year, these two years to be with your son because he's going to need you. He's going to need your time. And I was like, okay, okay. And so over the next four years, I was kind of feeling like, okay, I'm going to build something that matters. I know something's coming and I know it's going to come right before his fifth birthday. Like I just knew that all this stuff was going to unravel right before he was going to go into kindergarten. All I knew was that he was going to go into kindergarten and I was going to have a business that ran online and that I was going to be helping people and that it was going to involve my entire family and that we would be traveling and all of the things, like I knew that much, but I didn't know what the business was other than it was going to be online. It was going to be remote. I knew that. It was like, okay, I have all that down. So let me just like sit in this and see what else comes into my awareness. So I thought, am I going to open a boutique? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And I was just trying to control it. I was trying to like have all the answers. I needed to know everything. I needed to know, I needed to have certainty. I needed to know details. And I would then get this wave over me that was like, just trust. It's all unfolding. It's all unfolding. And so, and it sure did. Let me tell you, whew, it sure did. Because by the year of 2016, the information started flowing in and I was just all of a sudden, all this stuff started coming into my consciousness and into my awareness. And I didn't understand what a lot of it was because it was not in my wheelhouse, but I was like watching shows on, in, on these wild healers, these energy healers. And I was watching shows about all these mediums and psychics. And I was like, what is going on here? And, um, and it everything i would like i would know what they were going to say before they would say it on the tv it was just the craziest thing like i was like okay what's happening here things were starting to amp up it was starting to get a little bit louder and then i went through a pretty wild spiritual awakening it got to a point where it was like okay now we're going to open up the doors and we're going to show you your ability we're going to show you and so my husband he was in a surf accident um, in the spring of 2017. Yes, the spring of 2017. I'm going to have to confirm that. It might have been 2016, but I'm pretty sure it was the spring of 2017. But in the days prior to that, I knew something was going to happen to him. I didn't know exactly what, but I knew something was going to happen to him and that we needed to prepare financially just in case he could not work for six months. I could, I was like having panic attacks about it. And he was saying to me like, you need to chill out because we were about to buy a property in Baja and all these things kept happening um, leading up to us purchasing this property, you know, like paperwork would get lost. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. Or, and there was a flood and the building got closed down. I mean, it's just like so many things that led up to us buying this, this property. And a few days before this accident, we were due to send, um, 
send in some money to finalize the purchase of this property. And I was like, Paul, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. I don't think we're supposed to buy there. And he thought I was just like in my fear and afraid of committing to something out of the country. And and I think I was, but I also think that there was this louder knowing that something was going to happen. And so what I said to him was, if you can get a, a hold of our accountant and he can assure me that we will be okay if for some reason you can't work for six months and your company can continue to function and we'll be fine financially, then go ahead. Go ahead. Do what you want to do. But I'm telling you, I just don't feel like this is the right time to do this purchase. And he, you know, did the work and contacted everyone he needed to contact. And he's really good about getting things done. I got to give him that much. He's so fast. But we got a um, the message that, yeah, everything's in order. You're fine. Like you, if you didn't want to work for a year, you'd be fine. So go ahead. You're good to go. It's a great purchase, right? So he signed the paperwork and got the ball rolling. And then two days later, no, it was the next day. It was actually the next day because there was a couple conversations that led up to it. But the next day I was shopping. I had just dropped my kids off at school and um, in a daycare and – I got a call from a friend and she said, I just got to let you know, um, you know, Paul was in a surf accident and he's, he's headed up to the hospital. And I was like, what? And so that to me was really frightening because I thought, how the heck did I know that? How the heck did I know that he was going to be in this accident? How did I know that? Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Right. And so Thank God he recovered from that accident and he walked out of there and and so blessed that he is without injury and he's surfing again and all the things, right? But at the time, it was very um, scary. We didn't know. We thought he was going to have to have back surgery. He thought he was never going to surf again. I mean, it was, it was very, very traumatic. And so that accident woke me up to the idea that, okay, everything that has led up to this point, all of the coincidences, all of the deja vu, all of the spirit communication, all of the visitations in my dreams, all of the prophetic wild vivid dreams I would have was finally going, okay, there's more to this. There's more to this. I got to research it. And because I am a little investigator, I just started typing shit in on Google. Just like anything. I was like, what does it mean to be psychic? And what is a spiritual awakening? Because, you know, once you start typing in certain things into Google, then it kind of leads you down this rabbit hole of other keywords. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just connecting the dots and realizing like, holy crap. Like I'm experiencing all this same, you know, stuff that they're putting on these lists of symptoms of having psychic abilities. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. There's no way that I am psychic. I'm not, there's no way. I was just like in such denial. And, um, you know, my mother-in-law is a, as an astrologer and I had one day got the bright idea to print out my birth chart 
on um, Cafe Astrology because they offer a free birth chart reading. And I printed out all the pages and I, I started researching psychic markers in your astrology chart because I'm like, okay, if I'm really psychic, if I'm really, really psychic, it would have to show in my astrology chart. And again, I don't know where that came from. Clearly that was like a message from the divine that they're like, okay, well, let's get her. We have to show her on paper because clearly she's not going to get it. Right. So I like just started researching and I looked up every transit, I'm sorry, every aspect on my chart, every aspect. And if you've ever seen an astrology chart, your birth chart, there's a lot going on there, but I went through each and every single aspect, planet, house in my chart and broke it down and highlighted, oh my God, this is where I'm psychic. Oh my God, this is where I'm psychic. And then I then I got obsessed and I printed out my husband's chart. I printed out my daughter's chart. I printed out my son's chart. I printed out my mom's chart. I printed out my dad's chart. And I was like, oh my God. And I was able to see where certain abilities came in. And I'm like, my dad is so psychic. <laughs> And then it started to give me like a little bit of peace in my body and in my heart that I'm like, wow, this is real. But I still wasn't fully ready to surrender. I just wasn't. Even though my health was declining, even though I was just afraid. I was afraid of what my friends were going to think of me. I thought people are going to think I've lost it. I was afraid that my abilities would be like what you see on the television and that I would not be in my body and that people would be bothering me all day. Like I was just afraid of losing my life. I was afraid of lo- of being judged. I was afraid, 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 afraid of all of it. Afraid of oh, like accepting this path, the spiritual path, and then not being able to go back to my old life. Like, cause I knew that once I surrendered, there was no turning back. And so I went to my in-laws at the end of the year. We always go for Thanksgiving. And I remember going at that time and I had brought my astrology chart that I had broken down into every aspect. I was highlighted. It was like 15 pages long. And I handed it to my mother-in-law and she was like, you did this? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know what it means. Like I... I feel like something is trying to talk to me and I just don't know what it is. And she was telling me, she was looking at my chart and she was like, you know, you're going through an awakening. And again, at that time, like some of these words, if you're, if you're new to this whole experience, it can feel like when somebody's talking to you, it's like they're talking to you in another language. And that's kind of what it felt like because my consciousness wasn't fully open to all of it just yet. Like I wasn't, it wasn't my time to receive everything at that moment. And so she said to me at that time, you need to find a teacher. And I was like, what does that even mean? There's psychic teachers. Like I didn't, it just, it didn't make sense. I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know? And so going into the following year, which would now be 2017, no. Oh my God, it's 2018. So my, oh my gosh. Yeah. So his accident was in 2017. So in 2018, I went to go see 
his family, we all did. We went to go see his family for my husband's birthday, which was in March 2018 is when we went. And I just got really sick where I just, I couldn't go. We were supposed to all go snowboarding and skiing. And I was like, I just, I can't go. I have to stay home. And, and, um, my mother-in-law was like, I'm staying home too, you know? And so we were just chatting and talking and I just felt like, wow, here's this woman and she just is so knowledgeable and she's just incredible. She just has been studying this work for over 20 years, you know? And so she was able to really answer a lot of questions for me. And, and, um, and while I was there in that experience, um, she was like, what are you so afraid of? And I said, I'm afraid of being a fraud. What if I'm just really crazy, you know? And she, decided to stand me up and she said, let's do some muscle testing. And I said, okay, I I didn't know what muscle testing was. So for those of you that don't know what muscle testing is, it's just, it's literally, you have a conversation with your physical body and your energy and your body will respond by giving you a yes or a no. And so for me, my yes is like a sway forward and my no is a sway backwards. And so it's different for everybody. So um, maybe I'll put a little link on here and how you can find that out for yourself, but it's a really beautiful way to really communicate with your, your higher self and your body. And, um, and she started asking my body questions in the beginning, I would get like a soft yes, a soft no. So my yes, again, is like a rock forward, a rock backward. The more questions she was asking, my body just began to fly, like rock very fast back and forth. It was freaking wild and scary because I was like, there was this energy surge of energy that was running through my body that was moving my body in such a way that I don't know how I didn't fall flat on my face and how I didn't fall flat on my back, but I didn't. And I was just, it was wild. And, um, and then I began channeling her ancestors and I had never done that before. And we were both I was just giving her these messages and these messages kept coming through me, kept coming through me. And I remember looking over her shoulder and there was, um, the oven had a digital clock on it and it said 3.33 and the clock time didn't move for the duration of, of us kind of having this experience. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. The energy just stopped and we both just looked at each other with these big wide eyes. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And I just like walked away and I, I like, we were just like, okay, let's just not talk about this right now. Let's just not talk about this right now. We both just kind of were just in shock at what we both had experienced. And I went and lay down because I was so exhausted. The energy that went through me just like wrecked me. I couldn't get out of bed for two days. But when Paul came back for the mountain, I can't even believe I shared it with him, but he had already been kind of privy to everything that was going on prior to um, that trip. So he was kind of on board with all the messages that I was receiving up until that point. But um, I said to him, I, I was crying. I was just crying. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, but I have to find a teacher, you know? And um, he was like, then find a teacher. And realistically, you know, the truth is, is his mother was my first teacher. 
And I appreciate her so much because she taught me so much about this work and about shadow work and healing your past and healing your trauma. And I was, she just was incredible. But then also the astrology and numerology and everything. She just really coached me along. And and then when I found my first teacher in Los Angeles, I mean, once I surrendered and I literally came home and cried myself to sleep and said, God, if this is real and if this is my purpose and if I'm supposed to use this in a way that is going to help others, please help me and bring me the teachers and the mentors and the classes that are in alignment for me and my sole purpose and the best and highest good of all concerned. And God didn't waste any time, let me tell you, because I woke up the next morning and I opened up my iPad and my first teacher's website was right there on the page, right there. And I just kind of thumbed through her website and she just reminded me a lot of myself, honestly, because I I had this idea of what I thought a psychic would look like and act like and teach like and what their website would look like. And and she was very – she's not – not anything what I had envisioned in my mind. I was like very stereotypical of what you would see on television. I guess I just thought that that's what the psychic and metaphysical world would be like because that's how they portray it on television. But what I found was that in my journey, many of my teachers, almost all of them were very similar to me. And many of the women that I have studied with were very similar to me. They were mothers, you know, they were some of them teachers nurses, a doctor, a lawyer, I mean, a psychologist, I mean, normal everyday women who were very curious about their own ability because they were all going through an awakening. And I'm going to tell you something right now. When I surrendered and I signed up for my first class, I didn't just sign up for one class. I would sign up for three courses at a time because I thought, if I am going to do this, God, then I'm going to be really good at it. And I want to make sure that I am really well-versed in it and I'm educated in it and I, I want to practice it and I want to honor it and like all the things because I was really trying to heal myself. And then very quickly I was shown that I have the ability to help he- bring healing with others. And then I knew that that was my purpose. And then that's why I'm here today. And so I really hit the ball <laughs> or the ground, I'm sorry, the ball hit the ground running um, from the moment I surrendered. And there was a lot of, a lot of tears and a lot of fear and a lot of pain for me to get to the point of my surrender. But the moment that I truly, truly surrendered, that year, 2018, was a, was a pivotal year for me because It was the first year that I said yes to myself. It was the first year that I allowed myself to be selfish in my healing. It was the first year that I began to heal my anger and my resentment with my past. It was the first year that I really began to know my soul and allow myself to thrive without guilt. 
And I found my true happiness, like my true happiness from outside of myself. You know, a lot of times we find happiness from other people and they bring us happiness, but I truly found my own happiness within my own heart space. And, you know, a lot of times people think when you're doing this work, it's just all love and light. And don't get me wrong. There's so much love and there's so much light, but there's a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow because you have to revisit these things. You have to heal them. You have to let them go. And sometimes it's not fun to revisit the past, but it's the most important thing that you can do in this journey because we're not supposed to carry this heavy load. Anytime spirit comes through, anytime they're just like, let it go and lead from your heart and know that you are truly, truly loved and you always have been. And I didn't believe that in the beginning. I really didn't. But the more that I spent time in my meditation and my healing and my classes and the more that I sat with other people who were experiencing what I was experiencing was I was remembering who I truly was. And then I really, truly believed that I am love and that I am loved and that I radiate love. And so my intention from doing this work was to remember that, to remember that I am a vessel of unconditional love, not only for myself, but for for others. And it's been an incredible journey. And so for those of you who are new, um, my name is Jessica Miles. And I found myself in my work of being an intuitive healer and a spiritual medium. Some would call me a mentor or a teacher. Um, And I absolutely love, love, love this work. And again, I always want to share where I'm at and, and where I've been and the classes and the tools and the experience that I'm going through that have allowed me to get to this space because I know that there are many of you that are feeling lost, maybe confused, maybe sad, and are looking for your light. And I'm going to tell you, it's inside. It's not outside of you. It's in, it's in the center of your being. It's in the center of your heart. And when you allow yourself to surrender to that, and to your healing and to really just honor where you're at and, and just invite this like divine energy to come through you and and to be in your everyday life. And, and that can be the God of your own heart, your soul, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. It's there. I mean, we're all going through this awakening and it's happening at different rates for each of us. But I want you to know that you're not alone and I see you and I love you and I'm happy to support you in whatever way you need because I know that it can be scary and it can feel very lonely, especially if you have family who may not align with your beliefs. But I promise you that the more that you lean into your heart you will find your true happiness. It's all within you. It's all within you. And so I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my 
story. I, I hope that it helped you in some way. I hope that maybe it inspires you to trust your own intuition and to maybe be curious about your own journey. We have lots of free resources and tools to share with you. You can enjoy any of the previous episodes. We've had wonderful guests. Allie and I are always so eager to answer your questions and to hear from you. So please, please, please do not hesitate to ever reach out to either one of us. We are so happy to share space with you. We offer a new moon circle now. We're going to be doing it every month. And so if you need support, sign up for the new moon circle, send us a message. And if you feel called, please subscribe, rate, review the show. If you feel like this will help somebody that you know or inspire somebody that you know, please share the episode and follow us on Instagram. And thank you again for being here with me. And I can't wait for the next time I'm sitting with Allie because this is so hard doing a solo episode. But I love you guys and thank you, thank you, thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.